Pushing P, nigga, look at me. I got all these niggas shook at me. Sacrifice is what it took for me. Talk loosely, man, it's raw sushi. Ain't nobody ever fucking cooking me. Swear to God, you niggas all goofy. Why the fuck you even talk to me? They can never steal the sauce from me. Paid the cost to be the boss, homie. Now I got a bunch of lost homies. Should've known that they was false, homies. I would never take a loss, homie. I won't let another nigga disrespect me. I'ma have to put the pause on it. Wanna nail me to a cross, homie. Nah, pussy nigga, kill me first. They all fake, man, it really hurt. Our relationship is really dirt. Six feet to be exact. Bitch speaking me with tag. This beat could be a slap. Still tipping and I'm Will Smith. Don't make me pull a real Smith. Need a toilet, this is real shit. When I rap, this shit is real different. Authentic to the GMO. You gon' have to know the real difference. Dre 5 and he still spit. Ever since I was legit, niggas knew I was legit. Ever since I ever touched a beat, niggas knew I was a hit. Yep. Salute to the subscribers. Back with another episode. Eyeball Network Podcast. Got my guys in the building with me, man. I'm your host, Jay Meeks. It's episode 73 right here. So salute to all of y'all. Got my guy, Mason, in the building. What's good with you, my G? Going on with you, my guys. Good to be back, man. Let's keep the train rolling. Let them know what we do. Yes, sir. Don't stop, baby. Thirst was good. And then you already know, Grand, you know, great evening, peace and blessings, much love and prosperity. Asalaamu Alaikum. If no one believes in you, just know that I do. I'm a fan. Yeah. Believe in yourself, baby. Get money, drink water. You know what I'm saying? Let's get into this basketball. It's a lot to get into. We're also going to get into some boxing today, too. We're going to start spicing it up a little bit more, doing different different sports and all of that. And um, we're going to start off with free agency. And um, we're also going to get into Dame, where we think Dame should go or, or is going to go. And then we'll also touch on Spence versus Crawford. And then I also want to get y'all, I want y'all to touch on this ESPN debacle and all of this layoffs and stuff that's happening and what y'all think is going on with that and what's going to happen next with that. So, so yeah, man, without further ado, who y'all think, uh, who wins free agency, man? Who won free agency so far? It's not over yet, but so far, who you th- who you think had the best free agency? How you feel, Thirst? <laughs> you know, straight to me. I'm trying, yeah, to my, too, I'm, trying, I'm trying to pull it up. You know what I'm saying? Right. Should I start off? I mean, go ahead. I kind of got like a clear winner. You know what I mean? I feel like a couple teams did good. I would say the Lakers had a good free agency. Um, they they addressed a lot of needs that they had. Um, so I like what they did. I like what Rob Polinka did. I think the the winner is gonna be who gets Dame, honestly. Because it's still up in the air about where Dame is going to go. We'll get into that on the next topic. But if the if Dame goes to the Heat or the Celtics, then they win automatically to me. I mean, a lot of teams got some good players and or uh, uh, did a re-up on some good players. And, you know, we can argue about who got overpaid and who was underpaid or whatever. Uh, I know the Rockets didn't win. <laughs> that's for sure. So, um yeah, man. So how you feel, Mace? I'll let Thurston get his shit ready. Um, it's pretty simple for me. Lakers got it because they didn't have to really subtract anything big to add. Even through most of the teams that got wins, they lost a few. Like you know what I'm saying? Lakers kind of kept it. They didn't really. They overspent. You can argue they overspent for Rui a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Just a little bit over. You know what I'm saying? But um, 
nah, they didn't go too far into the salary cap. They brought in a sneaky good Gabe Vincent, you know what I'm saying? It's funny because people are downplaying him now, but he was the second best player on the Heat roster in the That's finals. Nice. You know what I'm saying? And they was arguing that he should have actually won the Eastern Conference MVP award over Jimmy Butler. They was arguing that on ESPN, but now all of a sudden it's like he's not a big deal. Like he was a big deal. It was all good a week ago, <laughs> right. but he ain't a big deal no more now that he had the Lakers. So um, easy pull, good deal. They'd have to lose who they lose, Mo Bamba. You know, this, you know what was he doing? Like they really dropped nothing to pick nothing up. So I feel like if you get to the the Western Conference Finals with the team you had and you brought them all back to key contributors and picked up two good players, I gotta go with that. But like I said, the Dame thing, we'll get to that next topic, but whoever get Dame is gonna probably be the win. I'm not gonna lie, I do like what the Celtics did picking up, you know what I'm saying, Chris Stapps, but people getting hypnotized a little bit and forgetting. He's only played 65 games one time in his whole career. You know what I'm saying? Like, he is injury prone. He's always been injury prone. It's never been about his skills, about can he stay on the floor. So, I think everybody's kind of falling in love with last year where he stayed on the floor. But forgetting all the season before that, it was 50 games, 40 games. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't playing. So, if he could hold it together, I like that. Um, Who they Did they pick up a point guard or not? Did they pick nobody up yet? Who's trustworthy? Nah, I don't think so. Not that I remember they got to address that. That's a. I know they probably they think about going forward. With, oh boy, um, what's his name? He played little funny hair boy with no hairline. Oh uh, yeah, a white or not white, but yeah, white. That's, that'd be a nice look, but I don't know. We gotta see. I, I'd like them to pick up a legit point guard. No disrespect to him, but he's a quality backup point guard. I see him like a campaign. I don't want him running my point. You know what I'm saying? So that matters. So I keep an eye on that. For right now, Lakers got their head above a little bit over everybody else, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think. Um... People are gonna say Austin Reed, Austin Reeves maybe got overpaid, but they kind of um, kept him. They kept him at like um, close to the minimum. You know, he didn't get. He was more close to the minimum than the max. So, I do think uh, it was a decent contract for what he got. Um, yeah, so the Lakers did good. Um, Gabe Vincent is a good pickup for sure, based upon the type of roster that they already have. Um, but the Lakers already had a solid squad. They just didn't. Uh, do what they should have when it came down to it. You know what I mean? They just got they just got beat they just got beat down. But um, the the Rockets, I feel like they overpaid. Um, was it Van Fleet got the Rockets? Yeah. Van Fleet got went to the Rockets. He got and Dylan got Brooks crazy pr- contract. And yeah, people roasted Dylan Brooks for getting for asking for twelve million. They said he had it was reported he asked for twelve million, but he ended up getting twenty. So you know he got the last laugh at the end of the day. For everybody who was online, because the whole social media went crazy when he asked for twelve million. I'm like, I mean, I, I didn't think it was a big deal for him to ask for twelve million. To me, Dylan, Dylan Brooks is not as bad as everybody makes it seem. Yeah, he's annoying, and I understand why you may not like him personally, but the guy is a decent player to have on your team. He's, he plays his role decent, you know what I'm saying? Especially for the age that he is too. You know, he's a, he's still got that that defensive dog in him, and he he wants to challenge your best player and. Any guy that that challenges LeBron to to get forty on him in the playoffs, I, I like that guy on my. I want that guy on my team. So I ain't got no nothing to say bad about Dylan Brooks. You know what I mean? But go ahead, Thurston. You look like you're ready to get your uh, shit off. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, just, just okay. listening. Just yeah, listening. Just um, say, uh, lastly, just about um, about Dame though. Uh, I feel like the reason why the Celtics ain't ain't got a point guard yet because they're because they're still holding out for the Dame. Uh, possibility 
And I think Jalen Brown would have to be included in that deal. And it's because um, I, th I don't know if he goes to Miami just because of the deal that they would be able to offer. It just seems like uh, Boston would have a more favorable deal. They could offer Jalen Brown and then you could have Kristoff along with Jason Tatum and then Dame. And that's a solid squad with, with Horford and whoever else you put around them. But uh, yeah, go ahead. There's good shit on. No, nah, you know, it's funny you say that. They were actually talking about that on ESPN. I think that deal can't actually go through because they started talking about it uh, with Ken Perk and a couple of people. But um, what's the the chunky white dude? Uh, oh, Brian. Brian Horst. Yeah, say it's, it's not it's impossible. You know what I'm saying? It can't happen. The Miami with, deal, you saying? No, with Dame to the Celtics. Why is not possible? Uh, he broke it all down. He just like because they want to have Jalen Brown and he has one year left. And okay. I guess how everything was, it's like, it's unrealistic. It can't make okay. that happen. And uh, today they actually cut the segment and then went to something else because <laughs> he's like, well, just say what you were thinking. It's like, I can't say nothing about it because it can't happen. The deal can't go through. We got, you know, they're going to want Jalen Brown. He's on one year. Had, haven't extended him yet. And then he did stop talking about it. It's like, that's the first time I've seen that. Like, no, and it's been okay. boop. What about this? <laughs> um, okay, but so I would say Jalen for as long as okay, all right. Yeah. So uh just for me looking at it, the team I guess the the team that acquired and and making moves, I would agree with is the is the Lakers. They they made the most moves as far as just locking up different pieces and snacking up what they need to snack up. Uh will it pay off? Uh you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it all pays off. Um, but for me, man, I think just everyone's getting the bag. Everyone's locking in, you know, key players and stuff like that. But I think the huge thing that um, needed to happen was the Warriors signing back Draymond Green. You know I was going to get to it. You know I ain't going to let y'all slide. I had to put the glove on. I had to put the glove on. You, glove. you know what I'm saying? It's golf. And I'm, on, I'm on the golf. You know what I'm saying? Okay, you get that work in that golf course too. I'm up oh. I'm up early. You know what I'm saying? I'm up early. Cause you know why there is some people, right? <laughs> some people that swear that he's never gonna get another deal. He's never not. Nah, ain't nobody foolish enough to pay Draymond. He ain't never getting a hundred million dollar deal. He ain't never getting a hundred million dollars. Hey, we'll just see. I think y'all was saying on the show here. Oh, well, if you, paid if you're that. alluding to that, let me clear that up because that's not what was said. What was, what was saying, saying was saying. they was would saying. be foolish to give him another max deal. And the fact still remains, sir. But I'm going to let you get your shit off and then I can't wait to uh, respond. Go ahead. No, I don't think it's foolish for me because it's... it's he, he didn't he, say he, he wasn't going to get it. We said they'd be dumb to do it. Well, I don't know. We talked about this for a lot of times, you know what I'm saying? It's free, yeah. free agency. Pretty so I don't know. About it, yeah, we're pretty consistent about it. And I was just like, hey, man, I think you're going to get another 100 mil. You know what I'm saying? 100 mil out like, there. They better not. And now, right. hey, we'll see what happens, bro. And, and we, we, we and he got the he got the money. <laughs> he got the, <laughs> the bag. Congratulations to him, man. He got the bag. You know, but it's funny though how it's it all, all pumped. Um, you know, everyone's on the to bag runner team. list in about three years. We got to wait, though, to put him on the bag. So positive. It's impossible to be a bag winner. Good, uh, it's impossible. He'll be a bag winner. I mean, you have to be. You have to not produce anything. Yeah, he got three years to produce something. The whole career, so going on just three years. Oh, I ain't say nothing. he ran off on the. Or old. what do you mean? I'm talking about this bag because he got a max deal at 33 years old, 34. You have old the old he is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, think he, I, don't, he, I don't think he's a bag fact, winner. I mean, whether he ran off on the bag or not, it's to be continued. We'll get it's back. Be, yeah, you're right. It's to be continued. But right now, he locked in that bag. 
And yeah, he said they that. wasn't going to get you with the bag and how foolish it might be. However, someone up there in the NBA realm doesn't think it's foolish for him to get that bag and see that man's value, and he locked it in. But but the interesting thing that I saw was how the media plays into this. And I thought we talked about this before on, on the, um, I think the previous episode, as far as just like what Stephen A. Smith said, you know, saying about like, oh, he ain't step up, you got to trade him. And it's like, how dare you say that? But it's just like, that's what happened. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, it's crazy. Poole. Yeah, Jordan Poole. And then yeah. when Stephen A. did that segment, and I sent it to you guys, hey, he talked about Draymond Green is worth the hundred million dollars. And he went through all his reasons because Cat got 250. He didn't do nothing. So in this current climate of the NBA with Draymond Green, his value is easy, 100, 100 mil. And then that's what he got. You know what I'm saying? So just the powers of the of the, of the the media and the propaganda that's out there, it'd be crazy how things be how things be happening like that. Bruh, the Warriors, you, I don't know if you remember, but Kevin Durant said that when he when the Warriors didn't handle that situation right uh, with Draymond, he knew he wanted to leave. So they have a they have a, a a pattern of letting Draymond do shit that nobody else is supposed to do or get away with. And he gets away with it. So he's pretty much bullying everybody over. There. We already talked about that. He bullies all them niggas, the organization as well. So, yeah, they gave him his, his hundred mil. And yes, he does have the hardware to to to, uh, you know, to to uh, justify that. But mm-hmm. I don't think he has the hardware where to justify. I mean, he ha- he doesn't justify getting another one. He-, he justified the past work. He did his work. So I wouldn't have gave him a hundred, though. But we're going to see if he's worth a hundred, bro, because you got Chris Paul out there mm-hmm. who's taking Draymond's uh, job, really, because Chris Paul needs the ball in his hand. He needs to orchestrate the offense. And that's what Draymond has been doing when he's not just being uh, down low contesting shots and stuff like that, because he's not we know offensively. He's not really doing nothing scoring wise, but um, he's he's the playmaker for the most part. And he can uh, get a rebound and create offense off of that rebound. But with him and Chris Paul on the court together, what's Chris Paul going to be doing while you're doing that? So unless they unless they're still going to flip Chris Paul, him and Draymond are about to be a clash and they both are overpaid for this year. But um, so we'll see how that works. Like I said, Draymond is going to be looking real overpaid real soon if they're not having a good year this year. But go ahead if you got anything else. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, with the Chris Paul situation, you know, saying besides him being injury prone, I think it's gonna be a good look to run that second, that second, uh, that second unit. You know, what I'm saying because the person that they had, they were supposed to run the second unit, wasn't doing a, a great job doing that. They won a championship uh, though with him in the second unit. I mean, Chris Paul ain't won nothing. Hey man, I'm only going off, off this last year. You so know what I'm saying? I'm reason. going off last I'm going year. Off of the recent history. I, I, I'm going off just the past. Just season that just ended. That's all one right. of the past season. Yeah, That's all right. I'm going for. Okay, so let's let's look at that just alone. So he did a horrible job last time we seen him, and sure. you know we got to go over the last glimpse. He did a horrible job, and then that led to him. I mean, there's some other things that led up to that too, but it's just like at that at that certain point, you're not producing, you're not doing anything. You, you, you know, you're out there on your own. Uh, we had to let you go. So I just think that with 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 Chris Paul. Uh, coming in, he was able to do a better job. Uh, just do run that second offense, you know. But when Draymond having eight points and six points consecutively, we nobody needs to get his job out of. He don't need to get out Go ahead, Mason. I'm gonna be, I'm be honest with you. This is, I'm. This is a real straight. <laughs> no, this is a straight fact, and we need to cut it out. Okay. If Draymond Green wouldn't have punched Jordan Poole, he wouldn't have got traded. Let's just stop. Like, cut it out, bro. Like, I don't want to hear that. 
He got traded because they couldn't coexist. He did play bad, but let's not act like that's why he's not there because Kaminga didn't play the fuck at all. He's still there, and he played worse than Jordan Poole. Like, what are we talking about? Why? How many? How many? How many years did? How many Wiseman got sent to the G League, but he was still around for a minute, bro? Like, let's not act like Jordan Poole got traded because he was bad for a playoff run. Like, let's not do that. Like, and you can't be like, oh, well, he didn't live to his contract the first year, so let's get him out of here because he's that bad. Like, no, that's that's not how that worked, bro. Like, he got traded because you can go watch the film continuously. Draymond Green trying to dap him up, pushing his hand down. Draymond Green trying to give him advice, putting his hand in his face. Steve Kerr, like, that's, let's, like, cut it out, bro. He did not get traded because he didn't produce for a playoff series. You don't, if that was the deal, why is Duncan Robinson still in Miami? Because that nigga ain't producing. You got, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's stop acting like it's because he can't hoop. He had one single playoff series year where he had a down year. You don't trade a hundred over a hundred million dollar contract man for that, especially when you believe he's your future. That's not how that works. He did not. That's what I'm saying. Like so, I don't like I that's the first man though. He got to He got to no, say that. No, I, no, well, I, I didn't. I didn't say he. I didn't say he can't. No, no. I'm I didn't just say saying. I'm just saying that that's the last time we've seen him. No, no, I'm not, no, you're right. Him. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, you're dead right. Like, he played horribly. Like, I'm with you. He played horribly. What I'm saying is, like, you mm. gave that man over $100 million because at some point you saw something and you don't just go, damn, you had a bad playoff run. That $100 million means nothing. Right. Let's get you out of here. When you still mm. got Kaminga on the roster, who those points Kaminga couldn't even get in the game because they didn't know what to do with him. They're like, bro, you can't even play. Like, we don't, we, we can't play you. But he's still on the roster. Literally, Wiseman went to the G League. He was so bad. And they waited to the last minute to cut him. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, there's enough evidence to say he wasn't just cut because he had an off playoff series. Like, oh, no, no, no. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, he could have, like, normally, what do you do? All right, hey, you fumble, come back, get your, get your, get your weight up, get your rep up, make yourself marketable, and we'll trade you. That's what you usually do when you spend that much money. They cut Buddy quick. They was like, hey, season over, get his ass out of here. Yeah, and it's no it way deeper than that. Buddy left Wednesday. Draymond had 100 million Thursday. <laughs> like, it, it, it goes hand to hand. You know what I'm saying? So it was just meant to be. He did fall apart, but they they gave up on their future that fast. Wiseman, boom, gone. Kaminga, trash, but still around. Jordan Poole, like, I'm just saying. And you know how it goes, Smitty. You say it all the time. You look at consistency. You can consistently look at Jordan Poole and say, First year, second year, it was consistent going up. So he had a slump year, and now that $100 million meant nothing. Like, it all goes hand in hand. So I just want to put in the context when we say that man was traded because he was bad. No, that man was traded because he had off year, and he got into an altercation that could not be fixed and publicly was causing issues within the franchise. That's why that man got traded. He didn't know his position. That's just And the, the three stars sided with the guy who punched him. So, of course, he had also go. made him check out. We saw him throughout the year. The difference between the championship year and last year, Jordan Poole was playing J.R. Smith ball and not looking to do nothing but shoot and score every time he got the ball and do some crazy handles and all that shit. And he could have just been playing good basketball like he was. But once he seen that the team and the organization wasn't fucking with him or defending him, he started playing me basketball. And, and to, to May's point, and I agree with you too, Thirst, I do think that it's because he played bad, but you got to put, if we was given a percentage, it's more of the percentage of Draymond punching him than him playing bad because we've seen Kobe shoot four air balls in a row and he didn't get traded right after that. We've seen a lot of horrible performances 
that guys were able to bounce back from. And right. Jordan Poole didn't get that that chance. And it's because the chemistry of the team was completely shot. And 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 there was no there was no coming back from it. And he wasn't trying to hear, like I said before, big brother wasn't big brother no more once you did some once you violated, just like Kevin Durant. He did the same thing to Kevin Durant and ran him the fuck up out of there. But go ahead, Thurs. I know you gotta get shit off. Yeah, I just think that overall, I think he just his uh, maturity level just showed showed where he was at. I think throughout the year, like I say, I'm just going off what his last glimpse is just like, all right, yeah. you know, saying boom, you played horrible during the playoffs when we definitely needed you. You took horrible mm-hmm. shots. You, you couldn't stop no one on defense. You had more fouls, right? Than than uh, than um than percentage from the free throw. I think he had like 14 fouls. So it's just like dog. All that on top of the fact I gave you 140 mil, plus all the stuff that throughout the season, you know, before you even got the bag, they're saying that you was being hell of annoying. You're saying you're annoying as hell. And you're saying that the Golden State, well, I think the team stuck up for him because even though he made that bad shot, Steve Kerr still got on the podium after that. So that's a good percentage shot. You know what I'm saying? Everyone still rolled from even Draymond Green that said, hey, we all struggle. We're going to pull out through it. So I never see anything the team actually said, nah, he's on. I don't know what people are doing out here, whatever the case may be, until after the fact. Until after they lost, when it's like, hey, you know, because things happen. But they actually were by his side the whole season and actually cheering him on when he was playing horrible to say everyone has bad games. You just see that his his body language is off. You know, he just mm-hmm. uh, played. He actually he had more points when Steph actually went down. So he was scoring and his percentage actually went up throughout the year during the regular season. You know what I'm saying? He just... All that, and then on top of the fact you play horrible during the playoffs too as well, and you're just making just dumb errors. It's like, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, where, where are we going with this? It's like you get to this point now where the players where we actually need you, we're actually counting on that 140 mil, and you can't do nothing. I just feel like when I talked about it, hey, after you get the bag, after you get the bag, and like my man. My man Macy just said, after they got film on you, let me see you, see what you do. It just looked different. You know what I'm saying? It's completely different. So it's like, well, what is really going on here? So he didn't producing and he had to get up out of there. So he, you know, best salute to him over in Washington. They'll definitely he'll be scoring, you know what I'm saying, 35 points a game, whatever. Uh, and let's just see what happens. Out. Plans he out. He's scoring on 35 points a game. Relax. I mean, <laughs> see, ain't nobody over there. He's Ain't nobody over there. 35 points a game, bro. Never. You never, never it's Ever. possible. No. Hey, Actually, he scored 35 hey. points a couple of times for you Golden know? State when Steph was gone. Uh, yeah, Jordan Poole, he averaged 35 points. He was scoring 35 points when them games when Steph was out. I'm not denying that. But like <laughs> you said earlier, bro, if you can't, if you the focus that we have to focus on and we could just throw a double at you or throw an extra man, you're not he's never he, first of all he's never averaging 35 i don't care I don't, if he averages 35 next year i'll stop watching basketball i ain't going because i don't want to watch a basketball league that's allowing you to score 35 points a game every year every game that's crazy so i'm just telling you that's not going to happen though so i know i'm gonna be watching oh there you go there you go you back you back oh my fault i didn't even know my shit was breaking. you, you with me you yeah me for yeah you good you there now all right, so I'm just telling you that uh, I'm not watching basketball if this man averaged 35 points a game. But I know I'm going to be watching next year because there ain't no way he's going to ever do that. You know what I mean? I just don't uh, want to see a quality of basketball in which that man can score 35 uh, across 82 games. That would be crazy. That means there's no defense being played. <laughs> so anyways, and one thing we didn't get into, we can get off the Jordan Poole shit, man. Um, the Suns. Um, the Suns have, you know, rallied up a, a big three. And they got Bradley Bill now. 
So, and you know, they got Eubanks and they they filled it, they filled it the roster um pretty decent with the amount of money they had left over. So I think they ceiling is super high though, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Them three on the court, uh, we said it before, there's not gonna be no defense. Frank Vogel, like you said, Mace. Uh, not to steal your point, but he, he you're hiring defense. You're, you you hired a defensive guy with no defensive guys. So, <laughs> so uh, what are we really doing there? But I just feel like they're like, we got so much offensive firepower that good luck, you know, trying to make us play defense when we're running up the score on you like we're going to do. So, and I think that is going to work, especially in this type of league that we're in. If they, if they gather, if they figure it out and how to share the ball with them three, and it still be productive offensively and it not look like just like we used to call nigga ball, you know, when you just everybody's ISOing and no, there's no team, no movement, no nothing, no actual basketball going on. So I see, I feel like the Suns are giving the Nuggets a run for their money just because of how much firepower they have on offense, though, already now. And the Lakers, with the moves they made, they're a legitimate contender on paper. I'll say that on paper because – they were a legitimate contender on paper last year. And when it's all said and done, you have to do it when it matters. So, and I'm still not convinced with the roster that the Lakers got right now that they're going through the West or anything like that. Nuggets are still the favorite. And like I said, um, uh, I feel like the uh, whoever lands, da- lands Dame is going to be a top of the league all of a sudden, depending on if it's the Celtics or the Heat. But get your, uh, get your, get your thoughts off, man. I, I think first we put him too much on the on the Dame thing, man. You know what I'm saying? He hasn't finished out the last two seasons, he hasn't finished them out. You know, you know what I'm saying? And so I was like, I'm just keeping a buck. I I can only go off what I'm seeing. And it's just like, yeah, I think when you look at Dame, it's like we're thinking of all the major stuff that he does, but it's like, yo, for the past two seasons, he ain't finished them out. You know what I'm saying? I never you hit believe him. he had real injuries. That man was just taking off the rest of the year, bro, because they was tanking. Uh, I, I guess he, he had like some little thigh. Man, he had some. He had some shit that I feel like he wasn't. That was some cap. But go ahead, my fault. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm just going off with real injuries. I feel you, but I never was convinced that Dane was actually. I feel like they were shutting him down for the year. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. But you know, he 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 ain't there, so I'm going off with him being injured. He's just injured. I, you know, what I'm saying that's what Port says. He he's been a low. He's been truthful. His whole what, uh, eleven what. What 12 with nine seasons for so the past two? I don't yeah. think he like, yo, I'm about to go ahead and inspect this one off for him being as real as he is. I think maybe he's just really hurt, uh, at this point, you know what I'm saying? So, I'm just, I'm just going yeah, off that, yeah, just like he's uh, requesting a trade after he said he never would. Man, people change, but go ahead. I know, I know that's crazy. Paul Pierce said something, I mean, um, so Paul George said something about that, but yeah, man, I just think it's gonna be cool, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Keep that same man as he hit the receipts. Yeah, I think it's cool, you know, if he goes over there, but he got he has to definitely, um, definitely put you know, produce and finish out the whole season because the past two seasons he had to finish them out. Uh, hopefully, it, it's a great, great turnaround. Um, we'll see. Yeah, I feel like it's just because he, he's playing on a bad team and. Clearly, I definitely don't think he was hurt this year because he just asked for a trade right after the season's over. So that nigga went on an early vacation, if you ask me, and then he asked for a trade, and now he's about to go to a contender. And I'm just saying, Dame on a contender, like somebody who's already, like the Heat, they already went to the finals without Dame. So if they was to get rid of Tyler Hero, who they just went to the finals without, and then some draft picks and one other guy, a role player, and you got Dame, even if he plays 60 or 50 games, 
you can still get to where you need to be and just hope that Dame is ready for when it's time to go. So he's not injury prone, so I wouldn't put that on him. So, but yes, the last two years, if you're going off of that, but like I said, that, in a way that was legitimate. I believe he was hurt last year, though, the year before last. But this year, Dame went on early vacation, went to Cancun and all that voluntarily, and they said, we about to get a top draft pick anyway, so go ahead and uh, enjoy your summer, Dame. You know what I mean? So, um, but how you feel about Mace? Are we talking about Dame or the Suns? I'm confused now. Kind of say, about, say about the Suns and we'll get to the Dame. Oh, um, I don't believe in the Suns at all, bro. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, Suns ain't – I don't – I'm going to be a stack with you. I don't think the Suns are going to do shit, bro. I'm being a real – The ceiling, second round. And I'm going to tell you why. And I'm going to say something that's going to surprise you. I don't – I think the Clippers coming back healthy against the Suns, they'll send their ass off the court in five. A healthy Clippers squad – Kawhi fully healthy, Paul George fully healthy, they will send the Suns as they are constructed home in five if they're lucky. I'm with you. Not, bro, they will they will dead them. It's not even funny. So, like, and what's weird is I've supported Bradley Beal, but people need to really, like, let's be legit right now. When did Bradley Beal become a fucking, like, when did he become this dude where everybody's like, he's going to put you over the top to win a championship? I'm not being disrespectful. But, like, Bradley Beal's never been this guy who's been like, yo, that's the missing piece. That guy right there is the one's going to get over. People are talking about him like they picked up KD. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Bradley Beal can ball. I'm not disrespecting him, but he's where he is. He's the third best player on a championship roster. But they're acting like they picked up this, this great ball player. He doesn't play defense. And we're talking about injuries. Bradley Beal's been very injured over his career. Like, so when, like I'm saying, like, so when did all of a sudden Bradley Bill become like this Iron Man dude who just needs to get you over the hump? Like, he's not. Like, he's never been that. Like, he's always been a number two or number three. And when he was number one, they couldn't get to the playoffs. So that's confusing me. Like, I'm not saying he can't ball, but like, like, but am I tripping? Like, when has Bradley Bill been that? He just nigga? emerged, though. He was averaging 35, bro. You can't act but, like that's but, nothing. But what you say about Jordan Poole? And Mitch said, you're averaging 35 when you're the only person on the court. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Meeks, if they threw you the ball, in, if they threw you the ball right now in Washington with nobody else, I guarantee you'd put up 30 or 35 here, bro. And because what are you going to do? You make hey, people mad at me, bro. Hey, look, line. I'm being real with you. Hey, what do we got? Nothing. Who we got? Bradley. Bradley, go crazy. Like, what are we going to do? If Jeremy Lin was doing it, I ain't going to lie. Give me give me the minutes. Like, that's what I'm saying, bro. And I'm not saying Bradley Beal can't play. I'm not saying that. But people are acting like they picked up this – like they picked up Dane. Like you picked up a bona fide number one who's got you – no, Bradley Beal as a number two was struggling in the playoffs. And as a number one, he never made the playoffs or he was injured. So you're adding an injury-prone player to a team – who has another superstar, hated or loved it since we're talking about it, Kevin Durant, who's been injury-prone over the last few years. It just sucks. It's it's not his fault. It's just the nature of the game. He's had little injuries here and there. He's missed 10 games. Tw- it just sucks. But you're, like I'm saying, like, and Vogel, they ran Vogel out of town in L.A. because he couldn't offensively get the job done. So they're just going to now say, fingers crossed, Katie's going to score 30, Bradley's going to score 30, and, and Book's going to score 30. And everybody else to score 10 and lock it down. Like what? Like yeah, I need more like Steve Nash over again. You feel me? It's like Steve Nash over again. I get it. Like you said, you got a defensive coach because defense was your problem. But you got a defensive coach with no defensive players. Like mm-hmm. Bradley Beal is not a defensive player. Like Devin Booker is not a defensive player. Kevin KD, at the second half. Yeah. You feel me? 
KD can play defense, but that's not why you you don't want KD to play defense. Yeah, like yeah, yo, we just need you eat what's your name? Easy money sniper. That's what you do. Like, do that. <laughs> and last time I checked, what the fuck is DeAndre Ayton? Like, bro, we was everyone was just calling him a bum and saying get rid of him. And now he's part of this. Oh, DeAndre, if he can get it together, no, like he hasn't. Like, and I get it, he got a new coach. Yeah, but he's not just mad at the coach. He, he was sour at the organization as a whole because what they did to him when they let him go and come back. New ownership, I get it, but Buddy's like ill. So I'm not saying they can't get it done, but no one can convince me if the Clippers come back as they are healthy and they come back as they are healthy that they're going to beat them. They're not. Like, they're not going to do it. It's not happening. But the Clippers is also never healthy, so they have a chance to and, get through. That's what I'm saying. No, but that's, that's the point I'm making, like, you're they're asking me like what do you think of the Suns? I think they're a good collective unit, but if we're talking about health, to, like if they're all healthy, fingers crossed, both teams are healthy. I'll be hard pressed to find anyone that tell me they can beat Paul George and Kawhi Leonard straight up with those three. They can't. They there's not happening because they can score just like you can score, and they can stop you. You're not stopping anyone. So I, I'm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I like them, and they'll get out coached. Yeah, they you have, feel Clippers me? Clippers are a better team for sure. If they run into the Clippers in the second round, is is going to it's not going to look good. Like it's going to look bad. Yeah, the Clippers could have beat the Nuggets. If you ask me, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, straight they, across the board. Strength. They could have beat the Nuggets. But yeah, they, like they full strength. That's what I'm saying, and that's my thing too. I'm I'm wondering, are we just all of a sudden going to assume that? That the Suns are going to be at full strength, like everyone's like Bradley Bill's injuries behind him, Kevin Durant's injuries behind him. Like now yeah. we just going to run it. I don't know, bro. You need, I got to see play it. defense too. Is definitely sounding like some injuries to come. That's all. That's what I'm saying. So, but, but they ceiling is high based upon their talent level, and you is not going to be able to stop them niggas on a nightly basis. They're going to no. Oh, you said it best on paper. It's ugly. It's going to be ugly. But remember, not being funny, it was ugly in Brooklyn too. It was spooky. But until you had to get on the court, and then once you got the court, it wasn't went down though, because they it was still spooky. That's what I'm saying. Everyone went down, and we're yeah. now looking. I'm not comparing the two, but you've got a team who two of the three players are injury prone, and they have been, and it sucks. And now you got to look at them and be like, with a first year coach of Vogel, who is not an offensive minded coach, and an offensive heavy roster with no defense. I got to see that, bro. Like, it's got, that's got to make sense to me. It just ain't. <laughs> And before you uh, get your shit off thirst uh, about how you feel, I want you want you to know how want you to tell me how to sell what's the ceiling for the Suns. But um, I will say this is what I expected the Suns to do, or what I would have done. You should have gotten rid of Aiton, and I would have tried to get Dylan Brooks or you know just straight up defensive guys, and then and then I would have I got all the offense I need in these three, and uh, Cameron Payne. You have they're supposed to upgrade that at the point guard, but I understand you got three super deadly. Uh, offensive guys, you can have kind of whatever point guard. Kobe won five rings with Derek Fisher. So, um, but yeah. I'm just saying, I'm not trying to be funny, but he did. He did. But um, yeah, so I would have got Dylan Brooks. They should have paid him, got rid of Aiton, and then just, just filled it out some defense around this yeah. offense because now you don't have a full roster and you got, like you said, injury-prone guys who's going to put up numbers. And the only thing, only reason I feel like it's good too because it's just a, a, a different era now, bro. It's about putting up numbers and hitting a lot of threes and scoring a lot of points and not playing a lot of defense and running that D'Antoni type of seven-second type of offense and shooting, getting all these possessions. So with that type of style, I feel like the Suns have a super high ceiling. They can win the championship 
because of how basketball is played now. But the way I just saw Denver win the championship, the way the style of play that they played it with, the Suns are going to get ran out the gym against that. Exactly. Team, you know what I'm saying? And the Clippers played a similar style of just good movement, good basketball, everybody getting open shots and shit like that and getting to their spots. But go ahead, mm-hmm. Thursday. How you feel? What's the ceiling on the Suns, my G? Uh man, seen it all before, seen it too many times. Uh gotta see gotta see it make it work. So I'm just gonna probably um I would say they probably should um, I would say second round. I don't wanna put too much in it because I was you know, even though my man KD's over there, we just seen it happen too many times and now when people are stacking the deck and now I just know too much now and have some more, more wisdom and, and knowledge about the game. It's just like you gotta make it work. And right now, on paper, it's like, woo, but it's just like, how you going to make this work? You know what I'm saying? That's what's like, yeah, 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 you've seen it before. And now I'm not going to just easily just jump off the jump off the bridge and jump into it. I got I got to see how this how this works, you know what I'm saying? Like, And I don't care about the, uh, about the, about the regular season. I know you guys are going to be crazy, going stupid crazy throughout the season, but I just don't know when the, when the, um, when the playoffs start. When it really matters, it's like, you know. What's, Talk to me in April. <laughs> yeah, then yeah, that's be that before they start to play out. Yeah, I'd rather just say, hey, I'm gonna say second round, but depending how they play out the whole regular season and before they start the playoffs, then I might have a better answer. But right now, I'm just gonna play like second round. Yeah, I I, cre- I pretty much I feel like they can get to the Western Conference Finals just based upon Clippers don't never make it that far uh, in, uh healthy. So yeah, I feel like. Um, the Suns and the Clippers have the both equal chance of being healthy. Whoever, which other of them stays the healthiest, can face Denver in the Western Conference Finals. And I don't believe in the Lakers. Um, but all right, so we can slide from that though. Uh, give me y'all thoughts on where you think Dame Lillard is going to sign with if he gets traded, which we pretty much 95% sure he's probably gonna get traded. It, yeah, but they still got to find somewhere for him to be. So, what's your, what's your gut feeling, man? Where's he about to go and why? I got him going to Philly, bro. Going to Philly? That's surprising, bro. I feel like Elton Brand's gonna pull this out of his ass, bro. <laughs> I really do. Because oh. they they have the best package for what they can put together. But here's a crazy thing about it. I was watching I hate saying I was watching ESPN. If they if if Portland is really doing what they say they're doing, the best deal comes from Utah, bro. And that's crazy. Like Utah can offer them like three first round draft picks, bro, like three second round draft picks in the next like year, two years. Like it's crazy. And from what what they're saying, all they're stockpiling draft picks to build around Scoop. So verbally, if what they're saying is true, the best deal comes from Utah. I don't feel like Miami can put a good enough deal together to get Dame unless it's going to be three teams. And I want to see what other team is going to get involved there because they already said it, bring in Tyler Hero. And in the first round pick, and enough for them. That's that's not enough for them. So they need more. So they're gonna have to get a third team in there. Or I feel like Philly's gonna put something together to be like, here you go. What you wanna do? Because just just chip for chip, I don't think Miami has enough to make that deal up. Because they're not gonna give it to their big three. Duncan Robinson, they don't want that. And Tyler Hero's contract ain't appealing enough to them with a first round draft pick. So they need more, bro. I think Philly gonna sneak in. Cause like they said, it's true. If Miami had the deal, the numbers to get it done, it'd be done already. They'd be done, but they don't got it. They don't have enough. And Pat Riley's pulled out his ass a lot, but 
I don't know, bro. I, I they need another team to pull this off. I don't think straight up they're gonna get it done, and they're not gonna look out for Dame. They're gonna look out for themselves on the way out the door, which is why ain't nobody like they say you are gonna screw Dame out the door, and it's gonna make other superstars go. And that's why we don't go play for you because of that. Yeah, <laughs> ESPN they they just laid off a lot of people, and um, you know a lot of the names was was telling you know they it was Max Kellerman, Jeff Van Gundy. Um, Keyshawn, Keyshawn Johnson. Give me some more names. Jay Will was on the Rock. He's he's actually in a contract uh, negotiation right now, so he didn't officially. Oh, okay. He wasn't officially laid off. Um, there was a couple other people like um. This is a college hoops dude who was on there too that they pulled yeah, out. College hoops dude. Uh, it was a lot of dudes that got laid off, and it was the big money people. Pretty much, the, uh, Steve Young was on there. Like yeah, guys who've been grand got grandfather contracts for the most part, so a lot of them got let go. And you know, I was surprised by the Jeff Van Gundy and the Max Kellerman and Keyshawn. They had the biggest radio show on ESPN or one of them. Um, but it made sense though because I was reading into it that um, ESPN is pretty much going to do this because they're they just lost a lot of money or they're losing a lot of money because the the NBA is charging more for their streaming rights now, and in ESPN. Is uh, they're not gaining any revenue. They're losing, uh, uh, what was it? Disney's losing eleven billion dollars each year on ESPN alone. So, but you know, I wasn't surprised by some of the people that they did keep, so that they can continue to push weird narratives that they be pushing on ESPN on the low. But um, so I, I like I was like, why the fuck is Malika? Oh, Jalen Rose is the guy I was thinking about. Jalen Rose got fired. One of their biggest personalities. One of the reasons why most of us watch ESPN. I don't, I'm not. I don't watch anything for for no one person. But if I watch ESPN, I want to tune into Jalen Rose sometimes. Jay Williams. I like to hear him sometimes when he's not doing the extra, you know, uh, being biased shit. But other than that, I want to hear his perspective. Um, but uh, even Jeff Jeff uh, Van Gundy, I like hearing his perspective. But if they're losing all this money. Um, then and then the NBA is charging more money. Eventually, they got to do some layoffs. But you see, Stephen A. Smith didn't go nowhere, Malik no, Andrews no. didn't go nowhere, Kendrick Perkins didn't go nowhere. These are just some of the people. I mean, Stephen A. That is rumored to be making like all the money at ESPN. Yeah, he's the face, he's the highest paid, he's he's the highest paid for yeah, of course. So, so, but they're not going to lay it. But if you're laying off all these big contracts, why are you not want to lay off Stephen A.? But you know. I'm just saying, I'm not saying I want him to be laid off. I'm just saying it made sense to, for him to be laid off instead of some other guys if he's making the boatload of all the money. And first take is not, y'all watch first take on a, on a weekly basis or a daily basis. Nobody no really watches first take like that, like they used to watch it. Um, uh, so I think it's the most talked about, even if you don't agree with what is said, you still tune in to get uh Stephen A, you know, his 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 personality, you know what I'm saying? The soliloquy, hey, the savant, you know what I'm saying? Those are like coined that was over that years ago. You know We've been watching since we was little kids, so it's kind of like I'm past his personality. If I want to hear him actually give good insight and all that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, this is everyone's. This is uh, us, us three talking here. But it seems like the world is is hasn't him in in a, in a certain spot where he's actually in the man. Where he actually now has another show that's showing up on ESPN. You know what I'm saying? So I understand like how we feel about it. But like you know, what I'm saying the numbers are still going. He's still producing. He's still being seen. He you know, saying book tours. He's like he, when he goes on talks on other podcasts, he talks his he talks his stuff. He says, "I am the face of ESPN." They called me and told me what they wanted to do, you know what I'm saying, with Max Kellerman. And he said, I think we should move on. And he was gone. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, he, he, he is, he's saying he's the man over there. And, and everything he's saying he's the he man. got Max off of there, though. The face that runs the place is what they're you know saying. saying. Saying, you know, so, um, he got maxed out of there and he did the bully move, but the show, Max made the show good with him. You know what I'm saying? It was a good contrast that he had with Max. And now you just got random guests every time. I don't know. It kind of lost the, the spunk that it had, my G. No, I like I like JJ Ray, you know what I'm saying, over over Max. I think where Max has the edge is boxing. But said the way he's so he's so technical about it, it's like a robot. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, yo, get to your points. Yo, breakdown is just like, he tries, he's, he's like, it's like a battle rapper with a slow punchline. You know, what's the what one do? His punchline is killer battle rapper, but it takes, it's so slow. Uh, he's from Boston. Killer from Jones. Boston. Yeah, Killer Jones. He, it's like so long. It's like, bro, I, I forgot what you was about to say. <laughs> he's going with this. But, it, you know, um, I think I think for the people that here that bring on, I mean the show is still moving. You know what I'm saying? When I go type in ESPN and go look on clips on YouTube, I'm really going to first take. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to first take over any other show. I'm not going to see uh Shannon and Skip. You know what I'm saying? He talks foolish. Um, I'm not going to what Chris Boussard, you know, and, and what he talks about. I'm really going well, to first take. Shannon and Skip than I was of uh, Stephen A and the different cast. You know what I'm saying? I like what he brings on. He brings on multiple multiple people. Uh, he's giving everyone a platform that's actually transitioning, getting into that role. Uh, so I just like what he's doing with, with First Take. He's giving everybody opportunity to eat. It ain't just like one person every single time. You know, I don't, I, I didn't uh, see the whole Mad Dog thing, but Seth, he gives that old, old you know, the old school feel, like why he doesn't agree with this this new NBA. But, I mean, for everyone he's bringing on, he's always bringing on someone new, you know what I'm saying, to give them opportunity. So I like that. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to disagree with you too hard, but I ain't gonna lie. A lot of that you're giving credit for e for Stephen A is ESPN doing that. Like you saying he's on he's going on all these places and doing all this. They pay him a salary, they pay him all of that. So they yeah, he's he's doing all these shows because they like, yeah, new do a new show because we're paying you 20 million dollars. Do another show. And I'm just saying if you look at the numbers, the numbers is not the same as when Max Max and Stephen A was going at it every day. Then when it's Jay, uh, JJ Reddick and them on there, Mad Dog. And I'm just saying, you think when you look at Mad Dog, you think Stephen A, it was his idea to put Mad Dog on there. I feel like that's ESPN. Like, all right, try this, man. Let's try, let's throw Mad Dog on there. Let's throw JJ on there. Let's throw Kendrick Perkins on there. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? They just try and do different. They just do Malika Andrews at the draft with another female. And what do they know about the draft, fam? You were just watching these two females that they didn't know to, and they had JJ Reddick going there too because JJ's the new guy in the media that they pushing right now. So I'm just saying, a lot of this is politics, and Stephen A is just not putting everybody on. Like I don't, I don't look at it like that. It's ESPN is like Stephen A. We paid you this much, and if you ain't trying to get laid off, do what the hell we tell you to do, <laughs> and, and, and do 20 shows if we want you to. But go ahead. I understand that, you know what I'm saying, ESPN is definitely the face, but say even even as a, a top employee for a company, they, they ask you your opinion, though. You know what I'm saying? Not saying you have to make every single move, but say, when they bring you in to ask your opinion, it means a little something. Yeah, you have a little sure. say so on how, how things go. You know what I'm saying? I understand everyone has, you know, someone over on top of them, but when they bring you in and you can conduct it like, yo, we, I want this dude there, I don't want this dude there, and he's been making some type of moves, and you've seen how the show is shifting and how they are moving in different people. Like I said, I don't know where you've seen the numbers. At. I don't look at the numbers. You know, when on, you can just look on YouTube, just see doing? the views from when Max was on and the views from JJ's on. 
Oh, I, I, you know, YouTube, I get so many different things if someone screencasting something. So I just, I just see first take on the ESPN channel. You, know what I'm saying? you just look at the views. I'm just saying. Skipping, okay. skipping, Steven had the most views. Then it went down when it was max. And then now it's further down with Mad Dog in there. Don't nobody want to watch Mad Dog like that, G. Oh, okay. Well, I'll make sure to take a look next time. Mad Dog is a baseball guy. Uh, I just looked right now. It's kind of hard to tell as far as just the views because it's like if I go back and look at you know when Max and them was there, it's like it's been up for a year, a whole two years like that. So it's a million views. Just look up the ratings, bro. It's public information. Their so, ratings are going down. They went from a hundred million um, cable or watchers uh, subscribers to seventy million. That's why they had to do them layoffs. Oh, okay. So yeah, all of their ratings went down across the board for all of their shows. It ain't just Stephen A. I ain't just trying to knock him, but I'm just saying ESPN is just in trouble because. All of the new streaming platforms and YouTube TV and all these different things came out and nobody's subscribing to ESPN like they used to. When we was kids, you had to have ESPN, you know what I'm saying? Because they had the major games no matter what. Now you can get League Pass and all these different things, YouTube TV. And yeah, ESPN is just falling by the wayside as far as the way their content is set up now. And they're going to have to do a whole new shift in the type of content that they're putting or they're just they're shifting right now. That's why they got Malika Andrews, Kendrick Perkins, and these fucking people that's weird and don't be and they're pushing certain narratives and and all of that, bro. I'm just telling you, I, I'm trying to be respectful as far as uh them putting Malika Andrews on there and still having Ken how Kendrick Perkins still got a job of Max Kellerman's fire. Like what kind of what kind of shit is that? Like as far as who would you who would you choose? Like, I wouldn't choose Kendrick Perkins to do nothing over Max, except for, you know, shoot a layup or something. But as far as <laughs> hiring him to do a journalist job, you chose Kendrick Perkins and, and kept Malika Perk Malika Andrews. You get rid of Jay Williams and these guys. So I understand if it's about the money, it's about the money. But Stephen A still got his job, man. Screaming, screaming A. Smith got his job. And it's a rumor saying that they making room for to be able to offer Shannon Sharp a big deal. I don't if Shannon Sharp got sense and he listened to what the other people said, I don't think he's going to ESPN because they're not gonna pay what he's think he's worth. So oh, okay, I see but we can uh we can slide on that. Um all right, so let's get into this um this Crawford versus this Crawford versus Spence, man. Um this I'm excited about this fight. I haven't been excited about a fight like this since probably Mayweather Pacquiao type shit. I can't mm. think of a fight that I was more excited about. Like, I can't wait to see these two go. Now, with that fight, I knew Mayweather was going to win. With this you fight... Wanna about, you want to talk about Ryan and Tate? I was slightly excited, but Ryan, oh. I knew Ryan was going to get his ass whooped. I ain't going to lie. But anyways, so nah, I wasn't excited. I was, uh, the excitement is now because I know this is going to be a show. It's pretty much you have to get a good fight out of these two because neither of them want to let let go of that zero on their record. Both of them got too much to lose. Both of them talk too much shit. Both of them said they were ducking. It's just been so much animosity built up, and it's and they're both the best of the best in their divisions. So. Is the very, very tough fight for me to pick. Um, I think about it all the time. I'm like, damn, who I really got? Like, I really got him because of this, but I could get him because of that. I could pick him because of that. So, but I think in the end, Spence is going to win, bro. <laughs> I, I think Spence, I think he's going to he gonna get the W, and I do think it's going to be a, a tough fight for him to win. 
But put two cases, put two cases of do on it. <laughs> we could put five cases of do on it, my boy. <laughs> but nah, I Crawford is a dope fighter, bro. They're, they're very equal. To me, this is a 50-50 fight, bro. So I have zero confidence in picking Spence. I wouldn't bet no money on this because either way, you ain't gonna you're gonna be like, damn. I would bet that it's gonna be a great fight because I don't know who's gonna win. But I'm telling you, I'll have to after thinking and going back and forth with myself, I'm like. I think Spence gonna get it. I think his size, the jab, the length of his jab, the his body work, pause, all of that is I think because t- Terrence is a naturally smaller dude and coming up in weight. I just feel like Spence is and Spence has gotten. They both got similar experience. They both get talked about because they ain't fought as many people. You know that many people, but when it comes down to it, I think it's gonna be a dog fight though. That's why I'm so excited, but. I got Spence. I think Spence and both of them did not look that great in their last fight. I'm just telling you, in their last couple fights. And and yes, this, the, the accidents have fucked up Spence and he lost, you know, a slight little step. And he, and, and he does leave himself open for certain hits that Terrence is going to take advantage of. But in the end, Spence is also has the advantage over Terrence in length, weight, size, and I think experience just because of the kind of guys – Spence done been sparring with and all this for all these years. I just trust Spence's experience a little more. And I think it's going to, like I said, it's going to be, this is one of those Triple G and uh, Canelo type of, we're going to see three or four of these fights if these niggas is with it. And and I think it's definitely going to probably be a knockout just because of how bad both one of them going to win. I don't want to say it's a knockout, but I'm just saying whoever going to win, because I say it's 50-50, but I'm going to go with Spence. But whoever wins is going to probably be a knockout because these niggas is finna not want to lose so bad. Now, it's either that or it's going to be a horrible fight because they both just fucking around and don't want to really hit each other all night. And they, the fans is not going for that. So I ain't going to be too long with it, but that's all I got to say. I'm going with Spence in the close one, but it was this is like the toughest fight I've ever had to pick. I ain't going to lie. This is the most torn I've been about who was going to win a fight probably ever. But I'm excited, man. How y'all feel? I get quick with you. I think Earl Spencer will get smoked. Like I'm not being funny, bro. But I think I think Terrence Crawford's on the planet that that boy's not on. I'm not being funny, bro. I'm not being disrespectful. Like I don't know if it's just the accident or what, but since that accident, bro, he looks too open to me. And Terrence Crawford, he don't. I don't see that, bro. I sincerely see it. Now you said smoke. Are you saying like he's gonna be beaten early? He's either he's either gonna finish him or he's gonna win eight of the twelve. He's I'm dead serious, bro. Like, I don't see any way Errol Spence is I don't see any way Errol Spence is finished is putting Terrence Crawford whatever. I'm sorry, bro. It just looks different. It just when you watch them go like when you watch them, bro, I'm not being funny. Terrence Crawford is just in a different lane, bro. It just looks different when he fights. It don't Errol Spence got I get you. He got the lane, he got all the but Terrence Crawford, bro, it just looks different. Like it's just different. faster, you know. So you're right about him looking different. He's faster than him. So, and I'm saying you, like, you telling he, me he, he gets off his combos and like he, he's he's more of a dog than than Errol. So he fights when he's going. He's saying, on you. Bro. He's on you. I get you on. And he's on him. But and is Errol's he a better been... fighter though? Is it a better no, no. boxer? But listen, Ryan Garcia was the better boxer than Tank Davis, but he got knocked the fuck out. It just comes with he had terrible. It's just speed, and he's more of a dog. Arrow Lane Ryan, but go ahead, B. No, no. <laughs> what I'm saying is, you're picking the. You're saying he's a better boxer. That's all good. But when you got someone who's a dog in front of you with more speed than you, who ain't gonna come out your 
face, bruh, you in trouble. And like you said, clear as day, Terrence Errol Spence got a problem. It's been since the accident. He real yippy. Like, he's real y- Don't do that. Like, I feel like Terrence is going to do something filthy to him. It's going to be an eight to four or he going to get put out. That's, I, I'm, That's and crazy. I'm willing to bet that. Like, I'm dead serious. Bro. I'm taking that bet. Ain't no way. I take that bet, bro. I'm serious. Like, it's I don't think it's gonna be pretty for that boy. I'm being serious. And I like Errol Spence, but ever since that accident, bro, he's a step behind. But you a, ain't never seen him smart. get beat down though, bro. You acting like he about to Yeah, but you shit. ain't seen, but like you said, that's crazy. Against wow. against hey, Terrence Crawford. I'm with the, you. I, I ain't mad at you for picking the win, you know what I'm saying? But say he gonna get them like dominated, that's tough. I gotta, bro. I'm telling you, I got an eight round. I gotta get eight rounds off him. Or finish him. I'm dead serious. <laughs> like That's tough. Thurston, man. Get into this, man. Pause. Wow, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I strongly disagree with that one. And, and and when we talk about, you know, um c- comparing the two, and you say you're looking at Terrence Crawford and I'm and Bud watching his fights and like yo he looks different. Yes, he does look different because he's not facing the same quality opponents as Earl Spence. So when you look at these fights, he's finding dudes you don't even know about, not even top tier, top ranked. You know what I'm saying? Just like random dudes they getting from ESPN. And then when you see the <laughs> uh, when he find against these dudes, he actually got knocked out. <laughs> Knocked down, he started taking me. He slipped and fell, but the one of dudes, the white dudes, came through from Yugoslavia, whatever, and two pieced him and knocked him out. His defense is horrible, so he always be switching back and forth, and he starts off slow. That's the thing. He starts off very slow until he gets the things d- downloaded. Then he starts, you know, counter punching, and you yeah. see his quickness. He has a game. How's that fighting? How's that fighting when he got knocked down? Oh, he KO'd the dude. He okay, then be, be clear. Be clear. Don't say, don't act like he lost. He knocked him the fuck no, out. No, so I didn't say he lost. Like he did, he's bro. undefeated. No, he I know that. He's undefeated. I'm not, I, ne- I never yeah, said that he I lost. Like, I never yeah, said he lost. On that, bro. I'm saying he, he knocked him out. He, you're right. He did, he did get knocked out. But say, if you look at the, the fight against Portal, he was actually losing the fight. He was losing the majority of the fight until his dad threw in the towel. You know what I'm saying? So it's like he starts off really late with Earl Spence. As soon as they say "ding," he is the golf going off. And it, to look at who he, what he did against the last person against Ugas. He man broke this dude's ribs and shattered his orbital in his eye like he's he really hurt this man. And looking at these type of fighters that are quick and, and have the speed and agility, when they go against someone that has a jab, that's going to slow you down. We've seen it with Tyson and Lennox Lewis, right? That 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 fire. And when he said, when he talks and breaks down the sport, he's saying, man, that one clean hit. If you look at Errol Spence, he's been hit quite a few times, right? And he just still takes him and keep going. We he got seen, rocked his but, last fight, too. And he, he got, got rocked yeah, against bro, like, Sean Porter. Yeah, got, yeah, you, can, you can look online. He got his... his 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 his, his uh, worst hits, and he took him on the chin, right? Yeah. And so he has a really really his great. Poise is crazy. Poise is crazy. He stays in there. We seen um, Bud get hit, and he just loses, and he just goes whatever I want to do. And so that's not going to work against Earl Spence. He's going to box you, and when you have a nice jab, that's going to slow down a lot of that counter punch, and he's going to fight you the way he wants to fight you. So with the people that he fought up against, everyone's saying that he's looking a, a step slow, but he dominated these people still coming back and not really 100% from an accident from Mickey Garcia, Sean Porter, Danny Garcia, and Ugas. If you go down the red, look down Terrence Crawford fat past 
five fights. We really don't know who he fought other than Sean Porter. And then on top of that, he was up on Sean Porter was up on that fight until his dad threw in the towel. And he even said that I really didn't train as hard as I did going against Spence as I did for Bud. And it was it, it was just going back and forth between him and his dad. And he wasn't really already mentally there. And his dad and said he, was, he didn't follow the game plan. He didn't follow the game plan. And he was up on the scorecard. His dad just threw in the towels as a power struggle. And they talk about it all the time. And I just don't see that happening with that cat-like agility against Earl Spence. Even going against, um, uh, I forgot, Benavides, his brother, uh, he got him out there at the 12th round, but said he's on one leg, and that length and that jab was was um, was uh, was was throwing off the timing with 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 uh, with Bud Crawford. So I'm just looking at all those things. Yeah, I see the cat like agility and stuff like that. Him moving, 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 whatever. But said I think with Earl Spence, his boxing IQ plus, I believe he has the better trainer too. He had trainer of the year, Derek Jacks. Um, uh, Derek James, excuse me, and with the coaching and what his, his IQ and what he sees, he's already been seeing this. If you go look at Ter Terrence Crawford and what their interviews and their game plan is like, I'm going to catch him clean. We got something for him. We're going to catch him with a clean. Derek James is like, no, I know he's elusive. I know he has that cap, but said, this is what you do to slow that down. You look at with the fight between um, Roy Jones and between Tarver. And it's so saying once that you, you know, take that body shot so you can't bounce around the ring like that no more, then what are you going to Utilizing do? He, he has, yeah, he doesn't have no strategy or plan for that once he hits you in the ribs and you can't really run around like that. And we know that Earl Spence is a body puncher, punches in volumes, and he's going to be relented with that jab. So what is your game plan and your strategy around that? Are you going to sit there all night trying to time the jab to try to get in there? Because you already said that he's bigger and naturally stronger than him, so I don't think he's going to sit there you know you'd be foolish to sit there and go toe to toe with Earl they Spence. Gonna do that. gonna break you the hell down. So that's what I'm saying. I'm going with Earl Spence. I seen what you know, Bud. I'm a big fan of both. It's just that when you throw that against on top of that, on top of that, and then seeing like, okay, well, what is Buddy gonna do? He's gonna try to just get in there and bounce around like he's gonna be still around with the jab. He's gonna be tagging him with the jab and walking him down. So that's why I'm gonna be going with uh, Earl Spence on that fight. And then plus on top of that, look at the competition. You know, say so he's seen yeah. everything. Yeah, that's exactly. I ain't gonna lie. Before you get into a mix, that's exactly how I see it going. But I don't. I don't see it's not gonna be a domination either way. I feel like the cat like agility is gonna work in spurts, and then it's also gonna get neutralized in spurts. And he's gonna be too. He's gonna be tired if he's doing too much movement against Arrow and not timing his shots correctly, because Arrow is gonna make you pay on certain things. And yeah, I don't think I feel like Arrow's strength. Crawford ain't never felt that. And once he does, then, you know, we'll see. You like, like they say, uh, you got a plan till you get punched in the mouth. I don't, like you said, there's, I don't know what's the backup plan with Crawford. And so, but, the, but you know, it, it, he don't need a backup plan according to Mace because he's going to just dominate. Go ahead, Mace. Hey, man, I ain't going to keep it long-winded. Like I said, check yeah. me on the stack, bro. Check the stacks. I'll be on the sports book betting with it. I have no question about it, bro. I don't. <laughs> Zero question about that shit, bro. I'm not mad at your take at all, though, because I won't be surprised if either one win. I just know I want to see a great fight, bro. I need to figure out what I'm doing for that fight because it's going to be a movie, man. Big time. But, yeah, man, we appreciate y'all, man. If y'all are new to the show, man, make sure you hit that subscribe button, man. We appreciate y'all listening, man. Make sure you hit the like button, man. Make sure you share the video, man. We appreciate y'all, man. We out of here, bro. Salute.